0: You're listening to an Anna Zaw Ministries podcast. What is the best theme park attraction of all time? How groundbreaking could a simple boat ride really be? And what is the story behind Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean ride? I did pronounce that incorrectly, but we are talking about Pirates of the Caribbean. Um, we're going to be discussing the story behind the ride. We're going to talk about how the ride inspired the movie, why it's so important, the history of robotics. We're going to talk about some of the landmark um, accomplishments of the theme park itself. Man, guys, I'm excited. It's going to be a lot of fun. This is Systematic Ecology. We are the Priest of the Geeks. I'm one of your hosts, Joshua Knoll. Um, lately, I've been geeking out on a lot of stuff. Um, if I had to pick one, yeah, I'm going to say Deep Space Nine. I've been rewatching that series. I just uh, I just can't get over how much like every time I watch it. I think I like it more. It's so good, so deep, so much fun. And uh, once you get used to the Ferengi stuff and it's not as cringy, you kind of get the message a little bit better and it's a little easier to stomach. But it's it's so cringy at first. DJ, what you been geeking out on? Uh, Honestly, Nothing. That's uh yeah that's fair. Yeah.
1: Been geeking out on uh playing in my bed and and uh, going to sleep. Dice
0: sizes, you know, cutting onions. You know, <laughs> yeah. Prep. Yeah. Yeah. Playing Apex Legends? Still? Not even. No? No, not in the All last right. couple of days. Oh, that's fair. He's been drinking Dr Pepper, don't worry guys. Um <laughs> Elizabeth Pinglingen Clyde Pang. Yes. What you been geeking out on in- lately? <laughs>
2: Well, before the start of this episode, I had the Paul's Hercules because that's just rude. we just. I know, I know, that's why I I'm so I'm so happy to be here. <laughs> but I just literally I love like singing to the top of my lungs because it has one of the best soundtracks. But like yeah, actual was- geeking out on because I was just I had Hercules on while I was working, is Sweet Reincarnation. It is an anime that was created for me, a pastry yeah. chef who is about to be the number one pastry chef. He's like at that competition, moving his sugar sculpture. And like, he has it in the bag, but something went wrong and his creation pretty much killed him. And now he's reincarnated into like the feudal times and he's uh, the son of a poor noble, but plot twist, they can't grow sugar cane Nice. and he's a pastry chef. So, you know, we're just going through uh, his life.
0: Fascinating. When did that anime come out?
2: Um, It is only four episodes in right now on Crunchyroll. So it's still coming.
0: So now we're gonna jump into the main discussion today. Um, excited to talk about anime. Hopefully, we'll talk more about it later. I'm excited to talk about uh, you know, anything Disney. Hercules is my favorite Disney movie, so glad you mentioned it. But for now, what's funny is that, like I don't even think Hercules is like a major thing in Disney um animation. Like I feel like they didn't really accomplish anything in that movie. It was just another movie. No, they Disney accomplished movie.
2: everything in that but movie.
0: It was also their best.
2: <laughs> so good.
0: Yeah, but today we're not even talking about a Disney movie. If you noticed I didn't have my fun Disney theme at the beginning, you know, I didn't do the um the <laughs> I didn't do the fun pirate song at the beginning. So it's not really a pirate episode. We're talking about an attraction, a ride at a theme park, a single ride or five single rides if you will. Why? Why are we talking about Disney's Pirates of the Caribbean ride? Well, it's important to me personally. Um, Some of the animatronics and robotics that went into creating this ride made history for the science of robotics. Um, When we're talking about some of the animation styles, you have Mark Davis, one of Disney's nine old men's, as the main contributor who single handedly revamped all of Disney. And some of the most controversial changes to any attraction were the changes made to this ride in the 90s. So we're going to talk about it. It's going to be a fun time. But first, let's talk about some of our histories with this ride. Um, let's start Let's start with Elizabeth. My history actually has a lot to do with uh, TJ. <laughs> but for this, Pang, um, what what's your history with this? Uh, how, when did you first ride Pirates of the Caribbean? Have you always enjoyed it? Did you think it was dumb as a kid and now you like it? Did you love it as a kid and now you think it's stupid? Where, where are you at?
2: <laughs> I mean, I was a wee lass whenever I... I wrote it back in the day, but most recently I was physically on it just like a few months ago. And of course, like having the movie background kind of makes it more fun, I would say, and more engaging because I feel like if you're just a little kid, unless you're just really into pirates, which I wasn't, um, it's, it's a boat ride, you know what I mean? But because you have like the connection of Jack Sparrow and whatnot, you're like, Oh, so you said the, the boat ride came before the movie
0: oh yeah the movie was based on this um this was the last I, project i did not Walt know was that. ever a part of yeah
2: i didn't see i learned yeah. something glad to be the, here
1: the ride but came yeah, I, out in like 67.
2: Um, but i just um on my oculus like since it's been a few months uh like put it on went on youtube found someone who just did like a really nice 4k tour of the ride so i technically just went on it mm, in my heart man. like 20 minutes ago
0: yeah you just told us about this like right before we started recording and I'm already like trying to figure out how I can get a hold of an Oculus so that I can ride the Shanghai version. Because it is wildly different than the other four Pirates of the Caribbean. Interesting. So, which I did mean to ask you, did you, have you rode the one in Disneyland and Disney World, just the one in Disney World? Or which Pirates of the Caribbeans have you rid- ridden? Just rode? Florida. Just Florida. Disney
2: okay. World? Yeah, right? that's
0: the Disney okay. World one. Um, it is, unfortunately, because I grew up in Florida, I rode that one the most. I've only ever rode one other one a single time so far. But uh, it's decidedly the worst one, apparently.
2: Wow. It's going to be my quest now to go. I'll yeah. just come to Lancaster yeah. with my Oculus and we can have yeah, fun. Yeah, sure.
0: Done. I honestly, one of my like secret life goals, not even that secret. I want to go to all of the Disney's. And of course, I want to see all of the castles. Shanghai's castle is also the coolest. Um, but well, I, have I think to also ride all of the pirates. I think mm-hmm.
1: Shanghai just benefits from being the coolest city that has a Disneyland.
0: But yeah, you know what? That's possible. maybe Tokyo. I don't know that much about Shanghai.
2: Well, I looked at. I didn't go to Tokyo Disneyland, but I looked it up, and it didn't seem that impressive. I went to Universal Studios Japan instead. Like you know, I, I chose yeah. differently. Yeah. No, but I've sense. heard the one in Shanghai Disney is like immaculate. Yeah,
0: for the most part, Disney World is significantly better than all of the other Disneys. But there are just like specific things that it has that aren't as good. Pride of Care being one of them. But uh, if you grew up in Florida like me, seeing Cinderella's castle in Disney World, and then you go to Disneyland, the original, and you see that castle, you're like, why is there a miniature pink version of the castle? What's going on? Why do they have a toy here?
2: Isn't that Sleeping Beauty's castle, though? Yeah.
0: Yeah. It's oh, so yeah. much smaller, though. And it's just weird when you're used to something completely. Grandiose.
2: Yeah. Yeah. Makes sense.
0: Yeah. All right, TJ. What is uh, what's your history with the Pirates of the Caribbean ride?
1: Uh, so I was there when Walt was uh, finishing up his points on the ride in 1967,
0: and uh, yeah, yeah, of course, yeah. yeah. What what's your actual history yeah. with the ride?
1: Uh, so I I didn't really know the ride existed for a long time. Uh, you know, I was familiar with Pirates of the Caribbean because you know the first one came out when I was like four. You know, so like I've always known about that's so that. weird. Then uh, I think eventually I just kind of found out there was a Pirates of the Caribbean ride, and that's it. That's really all. And then I rode it a bunch of times. Uh, the second time I went to Disney
0: World, at least, was that with me? It's like I third. felt that wasn't. Yeah, the second. Uh, I think second uh, or third, yeah, whatever it was. We we rode it a lot. <laughs> um, I've rode it a lot. I have been obsessed with pirates since I was very very young. Um, when I was five. My parents moved to Florida. So for five or six years of my life, I had an annual pass to Disney World. So, yeah, we were at Disney literally all the time because, you know, what What does your mom do when dad's flying to another state to work and it's just her and the kids all day for a week and you have a pass to Disney World that you can go for free? You take the kids to Disney because then they're distracted. They'll do whatever's at Disney and leave you alone. (laughs) So me and my brother went to my brother doesn't remember it as much, but we went to Disney a lot. So like a lot for me is like when people go visit their hometown for like, you know, if they've moved away and that's like their old connection. Like that's Disney World for me is like my hometown. I'm like, this is what I grew up with. Mickey Mouse was like, you know, that's my guy. It was like Uncle Mickey, you know, but (laughs) but so going there's always been special to me. Always living pirates. I've always liked the ride. I didn't love it as much when I was a kid. I kind of just went to see the pirates. I didn't really get why the ride was cool because at the time that I kind of was able to go to Disney animatronics were a lot better than that on all the other rides. And I think as a kid, I didn't have the capacity to go, Oh, this was just made way earlier. You know, I was just thinking pirates are cool. Why is this ride not as good? (laughs) You know, Uh, it wasn't until I was older and I learned some about Disney's nine old men. I learned some about the history of the animatronics or audio animatronics. And I realized, Oh no, this is actually, a significant ride um had a lot of influence over the world really as far as like media pop culture animation all kinds of stuff um so it's, it's become cooler to me over the years and so this is fun because we will probably talk more about pirates as we go but like there's this kind of misconception that even i had when you're younger that the fun goofy pirates with the bright clothes those are the fake ones and the historical ones are like the ones that are all like dirty and gross which yes sort of but also you got to remember um Pirates were actively stealing nice clothes. They were stealing the clothes from the French and from the English, and they were wearing the bright, colorful robes and like king clothes because we stole it. We're awesome. We're wearing this. So the clothing style that's used in like the Pirates of the Caribbean rides is pretty, pretty accurate. But there's this bias against that can't be accurate, right? So, yeah, when I got older and I realized, oh, no, actually Mark Davis put a lot of research into this, it became cooler. And then I had my accent. We all know about it. For some reason, I'm talking about it lately, probably because seven years just passed like two weeks ago, and it's just on my mind. But we were after the accident. Obviously, when you get uh, injured at work, different stuff happens. Sometimes legal cases turn in your favor. You have a little money afterwards. Uh, Most of my money I put to like retirement, different like responsible stuff. But I made it a point that I was going to celebrate being alive and take a group of friends to Disney roundabout way. TJ ended up being one of those friends. And one of the nights we were there while I'm just celebrating the fact that, Hey, I'm still here. We had a couple drinks on a spaceship because galaxy's edge didn't exist yet, but they had one of the star Wars spaceships that you can go on and do like a dessert party. And we did the fireworks. And then we discovered magic kingdom was still open. And the line for pirates of the Caribbean was like five minutes. We got there and it was zero minutes. TJ and I literally just rode it continually. And I actually didn't realize that the magic bands automatically send pictures to your, (laughs) to your phone. So I just have this picture of us not having any idea we were getting photographed or we're both just chilling on Pirates of the Caribbean. And for me, that's like a landmark picture for me where I'm like, that's when I feel like I really kind of, I was back to normal, you know, normal. So for me, very personal ride, an emotional experience, really good time. And I think that's where TJ and I went from like being friends to being best friends probably was that trip.
1: Probably. Yeah. yeah, I think it's so we wrote it for like an I want to say it was like an hour. <laughs> yeah, maybe, maybe a little more, a little less. Um, but the Disney World Pirates is the shortest one. So, yes, we yeah, got we to write it off and on a lot the most times. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Which actually one thing I didn't realize till I did some research for this episode that made me a little bit jealous for us to write it over and over at Disney World. We had to get off, walk up to the entrance and then get back on. Yeah, Disneyland and most of the other ones, part of the point of the ride is that you fall back up the waterfall, so you never get off. It just ends where it starts. So if we were in Disneyland, we would have just not gotten off. It
2: would have been way
0: more convenient. Yeah. 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 All right. Well, that being said. I do want to get into a little bit more of the history. So I've mentioned Mark Davis a lot and Disney's nine old men. If you don't follow our animated Disney film series, which you should, it's a lot of fun. I geek out hard with that. Disney's nine old men were the original nine men that helped Disney with all of the animated films from like snow white all the way through like, um, great mouse detective. They kind of started waning off those last three movies. So the transition movies, from Disney and His Nine Old Men to the uh, what we call the Renaissance era and kind of the newer Disney stuff with like Mulan, Hercules, all that. The transition period, you have um, The Black Cauldron, Great Mouse Detective, and Fox and the Hound. Those are like the last three that you get Disney's Nine Old Men with. But everything before that, we got Disney's Nine Old Men doing these animations, reinventing what it means to have anime, to have cartoons, to have full-length films that are just animation all of that is thanks to these guys mark davis he was one of the guys you know like how the old disney films they had like a lot of like gags like the cloud would roll away like a carpet or something just kind of like silly animation there he was the one that was kind of behind a lot of that when he went to Disneyland, I <laughs> you might have to watch that we <laughs> went to disneyland he walked around he said you know a lot of these rides just aren't funny enough so a lot of the times when you see the older attractions where like the funny scenes are in it that's actually Mark Davis. I um, think Jungle Cruise, he went through it. He thought it was boring. So that's where you get like the rhino chasing the men up the tree. You remember like that part of the ride. It's because Mark Davis went through it and went, this needs to be funnier. <laughs> He's like, I'm going to do something about that. So when it came time to make Pirates of the Caribbean, originally it was going to be a wax museum. Um, Walt wanted to create a part of Disneyland that's actually going to be part of Disney World in a couple years. So I'm excited for that. That was New Orleans Square. It was themed after New Orleans, so you had like you know your your witch, your voodoo shop kind of thing. You had all the vibes. Disney, Walt himself, had an apartment in New Orleans Square. Really cool stuff. Um, and part of that was going to be this wax museum. Disney's purpose with Disneyland was to have something both for kids and adults. That's what he wanted to do—something where everybody could have fun. And his like side goal was to be educational. That's why, like, when you go to Disney World, you go to Liberty Square. You see in the Liberty Tree, there's 13 lanterns. Why? For the 13 colonies. There's a lot of like little things in Disney World that's meant to be educational. Pirates were originally just going to be an educational museum people could walk through and learn about. That were going to be designed by Mark Davis. As time went along, it became a ride because they decided that was, you know, decidingly cooler. I would say they were right. <laughs> that's a lot cooler than a wax museum. Yeah. Um, they ended up. He designed all of the stuff for Pirates of the Caribbean. He did a lot of like the research of what pirates would have been like and tried to make a kiddish version of that. We'll talk about whether he was successful or not in a minute. Um, but his wife, Alice Davis, actually created all the costumes. One of my favorite fun facts about this is she was not supposed to. She like stole some from the budget for herself and made doubles of all the costumes so she'd have her own. Well, a few weeks go by. What a after- queen? <laughs> What A, a few queen. weeks go by after the ride opens, a fire starts, the whole ride's destroyed, they're going to have to remake the clothes, and they're like, oh, we're going to have to close this ride, it's going to be like a year before we have any more. Less than 45 minutes, somehow she shows up with new costumes for everybody. They just able to open the ride again immediately. And then they commission her to make three copies of all of the costumes.
1: Yeah, It's like that guy yeah. who had Toy Story on his flash drive for some reason.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, yes, seriously, what a queen. Like, <laughs> without her just kind of deciding at the beginning I'm just going to make copies of this who knows what we'd have
1: well, I do want to say though that apartment uh, it's still there it sits on uh, Pirates of the Caribbean yeah uh, it was Disney's Dreamland suite for a few years and they would randomly pick people in the park to get to stay there it was like a you know yeah, sweepstakes cool sort one. of but now it's Club 33?
0: Club, club 21? 20, something oh, one of those numbers whatever that club is <laughs> Yeah, But it's still uh, yeah. there. Yeah, And uh, when you go through the Disneyland at the beginning and you see some people eating on a balcony, those are real people who just uh, have the pleasure to go to Clubhouse 33 or whatever it is, 21 something.
1: Yeah, and... certain
0: number here.
2: It's, it's 33.
1: Is it 33? I knew it. And the flag, the American flag on the uh, New Orleans Square building, I don't remember what the building is called, but it has 30 stars on it because, you know, this is... Like 1850s New Orleans, not Ooh. modern day.
0: Ooh, man, that's a nice detail. That's cool. I did not know that one. Yeah, Disney is a notorious for having really well thought out details and literally everything. And I think even if you don't notice all the details, I think the fact that they do those details is what decidingly makes Disney feel different than other things. As much as I, I love Universal, the rides never feel as grandiose to me. And I think it is because of that. Like Disney all the way through the line you get on the ride, so you get off the ride, every single detail is thought out and meticulously planned. Universal, we're going to make a fun ride. It's going to be great. But I don't think well, they put as much into the details a lot of the time.
2: Okay, but now the Harry Potter world is magnificent.
0: Oh, yeah. But it does not compare to Galaxy's Edge. Back to the ride, um, Walt actually passed before the ride opened, but he did get to see it finished. He got to see it finished. He just didn't get to see the opening. Which is tragic because the opening is one of the coolest things you will see. you got to find it on YouTube. When the Pirates of the Caribbean officially opened in California, they have a pirate ship go down the lake in the middle of Disneyland. They storm down. They have a gunfight in front of the fort. Because if you didn't know, it's a French fort that the ride is in. The pirates overtake. (laughs) With <laughs> the French militia there, break open the doors, and when the doors break open, everyone's allowed to enter and ride the ride. Such a cool opening! Like it's not like oh, we're gonna cut a ribbon. Not like you know a lot of stuff today. It's just everybody does like like twelve oh one a.m. You got to reserve your ride. No, they did a whole scene for this and let people storm the fort. It was cool. It was really cool. Yeah. Um. See some so just some other like fun facts. Um. You know, I mentioned Disney World is going to be getting their own New Orleans Square. It's because when they remodel Splash Mountain, it's going to be uh, Princess and the Frog. So it's going to create that whole section there will then be New Orleans, just like it is in Disneyland. So a lot of people are like, oh, no, they're changing stuff. It's like, well, really, they're just kind of making it like the original. So like chill, maybe. Yeah, but <laughs> the tech was trademarked that we use in this ride for the Lincoln exhibit, even though parts of the Caribbean was created first. So if you don't know about the Lincoln exhibit in the World Fair... Walt Disney brings a Lincoln exhibit and the carousel of progress. So those are like the two staple Mark Disney rides. You can still see it. I think every Disney park have these, but instead of Lincoln exhibit, it's called the hall of presidents, but that's where that originally came from. And it was a staple of robotics in um, there was never as detailed robotics as there was when they first created Abraham Lincoln and the people that are part of the carousel of progress. Castle Progress is still a lot of fun. It's pretty close to its original concept still, no matter what park you go to. Really cool that they were able to do that. Um, now, that was the the pinnacle of audio animatronics was what they include for Pirates of the Caribbean. Pirates of the Caribbean have the robots that are completely in sync with their own sounds, their own music. That was the pinnacle. Um, since then, we've actually changed what kind of animatronics we use. We now use auto-numatronics, if I'm saying that right, TJ. Do you know? I don't know what what word you're trying to say. Autonomatronics, perhaps. like Autobots. So it seems like, That's what it looks like to me. Autonomatronics. I'm gonna go with yes. Yeah, sure. That sounds that sounds cooler. I'm gonna go with what TJ said. <laughs> but uh, real quick, what? Do you, how do you guys feel about like theme parks and entertainment being what's funding these advances in robotics? Do we think like this is like a waste of technology? Do we think oh yeah, this is actually how it should be done, not with taxpayer money, but with You know, private industry money. Like, what are we thinking about this? Better than war. True.
2: Yeah, I mean, I'm for it. It doesn't, I mean, I only choose if I want it to cost me money. So I'm down for it. True.
0: Yeah, I mean, I I, truly, I don't care. Personally, I don't care who makes the accomplishments. I'm all for advancing tech. If it's Disney, cool. I know this is going to get me canceled. If it's Elon Musk, sick. I want technology advanced. I don't care who does (laughs) not I care the purpose, you know, again, like DJ said, if it's for war, yeah, that's bad. <laughs> but, you know, if, if Elon Musk well, I mean- is just sitting at home one day and he's like, I'm going to make a robot that just brings food to hungry people. Sweet. I I don't care.
1: <laughs> yeah, but no, most progress comes from war. So if the progress is going to come from guys making a, a silly little pirate ride instead, then that's that's fine for me,
0: I think. Yeah, yeah, I agree. It's interesting how Disney, for those who want who, – didn't know, tried really hard to be involved in the war. Like he wanted to be a soldier, was kind of denied, ended up riding his own vehicle around France with his own and his own um, art on the side of it. And that's kind of like Disney's start is he's just riding around trying to like help, you know, support the war, isn't able to be a part of it, but he's as close as he can be. Then it gets into animation. Then he gets into theme parks, right? Around the time of Pirates of the Caribbean, right before he passes, and when he starts the vision of Epcot. It's his vision of a completely, you know, utopian Star Trek kind of future of all these people from all around the world coming together in unity and just kind of advancing technology. He had a heart to just advance tech um, is just going a little bit further and I'll move on. But TJ is advancing technology on its own. Like, is that a moral or good thing to do just for the sake of advancement? What do you mean? What are you talking? What a is that like? A, is that like worthwhile? Just yeah, advancing for advancing sake? Yes. Yeah, we don't need like a, a reason for it or no. Anything. <laughs> okay. No, if you can make something better, you should. I mean, I agree, but some people think we're wasting money. You know,
2: I feel I like know. as long as it's not money like you know taxpayers' dollars, and they're not hopefully neglecting their families in the process of advancing. That'd be nice.
0: Yeah. To be clear though, I'm also okay with us using taxpayer (laughs) money to increase technology, but that's just me. But also that, that I feel like I'm a lot more specific with what kind of tech, like uh, I want it to be like viral tech, you know, medical technology, the kind of stuff that's like actually keeping people alive and healthy that I'm okay with.
2: Taylor um, mentioned to me, I think it was just today or yesterday. Apparently the president called forth like the four top, people of AI development for a meeting so they can start setting up some legis- uh, legislation, leg- why can't I speak rules the, <laughs> so they can create rules, because there's really no, I mean, it's a free for all right now with the AI techs. And so just to start creating like sanctions and boundaries of that, because it can get out of hand very quickly. Yeah.
0: yeah. So been, I think it has. Yeah.
2: Disney Disney's absolutely is going to
0: have AI androids droids at galaxy's edge at some point. It's going to happen. That would be kind of cool,
1: but also um, immoral, probably.
0: Are
1: they going to pay them? Give them folks to sleep? Are they going to let them leave the (laughs) park?
0: You know, that's not like someone else's problem to deal with. I, I think AI is interesting. I think everybody is just a lot more uptight about it than they need to be personally. I'm like, just chill. It's fine let people who actually know more about it think about these things you know like it's one of those things like when people talk about viruses that have never studied viruses a day in their life i'm like why 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 are you talking about this you don't know what you're talking about stop that's how i feel with a lot of ai stuff a lot of people have a lot of opinions who've never studied how to create ai a day in their life like why but that's just me i just trust people who are smarter than me yeah but pirates will one day also have ai (laughs) Um, but as, as far as like we mentioned earlier, some of the changes that were really controversial, when you get to the 1990s is when this ride starts to change a lot. Um, originally, and still, women are not treated great in the Pirates of the Caribbean ride, <laughs> if you pay attention at all. So when it was first created, um, a lot of women were being chased. They were hiding from the pirates. There's even a scene near the end of some of the women trying to hide and escape where one pirate is waving a woman's clothes around, smiling. kind of suggesting some not great stuff. Clarification. Some people will also couple with that, that the song used to say, you know, we pillage, we plunder, we rape and whatever. Yeah. Nope. It never said rape. Just for clarification's sake, that word was never part of the song. Yeah. But they wouldn't say that that's included
1: in pillaging.
0: Yeah, (laughs) but it was definitely heavily implied when you see a pirate waving the girl's clothes around after she was trying to hide and escape. So that was problematic uh that was removed in the 90s you know i think it was originally part of the ride because uh yeah educational we we're on being historically accurate and i think at some point people just were more okay with making jokes about that kind of stuff and now we're like actually those jokes are kind of terrible why was that ever there um i'm gonna throw this to you first bang mm-hmm. as far as like this goes would you have taken your kids <laughs> if you had kids on pirates of the Caribbean? when it was a woman trying to hide and escape and someone waving her clothes around
2: afterwards. Yeah. I mean, I would just make that as like an educational lesson like these were bad guys, but yeah. now you are a strong woman and you will fight back.
0: Yeah. We are yeah,
2: Southerners. Here is your gun control safety. <laughs> just like yeah. that's what I would do.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I feel like it wasn't explicit so you don't have to teach your kids about it. They'll just think, uh huh, they were playing hide and seek yeah. or something, I you know. Like yeah. kids,
2: because so many times we make things such a big deal when it doesn't even like portray to like stuff. True. Like it's just we we just elevate it so much versus like, okay, he pillaged. I mean, like what like what what do you expect? No like five year old is gonna be like, Oh, she must have, you know, she didn't say yes, blah, blah, blah. It's just gonna be like bad guy, scared woman end of story.
1: <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. so like that's a kid's mind. Yeah. There's an old short story, uh, that was used to teach me about perspective. You know, I wish I had thought about this beforehand and looked it up and was able to actually read it. Uh, but the point is to see how people, what people think it is about. And it's like, uh, you know, I stepped on his feet. I felt, you know, his belt buckle, his belt buckle touched my head, whatever. It's, what the story's actually about is a little girl dancing with her father. But the way it's read makes it sound like it could also be her being abused. And then it's up to each person hearing it to decide, you know, based on their perspective, what they think it is. And I think that's really what you get here, because, you know, if you're thinking about pirates pillaging and committing crimes, then that's what you're
0: going to see. Yeah. Yeah. I, honestly, I think the only in my mind, A, it's not funny, You know, uh, I think originally people thought that that was funny, so it's not funny. So I'm okay with them taking it out. I don't think it was necessary, Like I don't think kids were going to read it that way. But here's my big asterisk to all that, because I do know people in my own family and friend groups who have experienced trauma around some of this area. If you've experienced that kind of trauma and you go through that ride and you see that that could be really triggering. So I kind of see where like if the purpose of this is entertainment before education maybe not have that that's probably probably an okay call
2: and you always want to think of your like broader audience too like if you won't if your goal and mission is fun for all like you're going to naturally think through that and it it's not that big of a deal to like take it out but then i think about all this stuff around charleston because charleston is has a big slave yeah. um history and they're literally taking statues down of like these monumental history, um, people, but they own slaves. So they're like taking down the statues. And I'm like, this is legit history. Like we don't have, you know, it's just like one of those things. Like, I feel like that didn't hurt anything at all. And granted taking down statues doesn't hurt anything. I just feel like you can always go too far with it because you don't want to erase history because that's a part of history. But at the end of the day, that was a family ride.
0: Yeah. I've always had really interesting discussions with people who disagree with me about statues I I, ultimately, for me, this is like true Republican showing, but I I think up to the local community should be whether that's there or not, whether they value the statue as something educational or if they find it something offensive that reminds them of generational hurt. Let it be up to the community. I don't care. It's not hurting me if you keep the statue there or if you take it down personally. So I don't think it should be my call per se. Um, But here's where I get canceled. I, I think a lot with that ride was when they made that. I think adults thought that it was funny. They were joking about it and kids just didn't see it. And then that wasn't the case anymore. Um, when I was in college and in high school, you know how you showed that you weren't racist. You made jokes with your your friends who were of different races about that stuff because you were like, oh, this stuff doesn't matter anymore. But now making those jokes is making light of something that's important and you can't do that. You know, our values have changed. Those kind of perspectives have changed. I wouldn't make some of the jokes that I made in high school today, not because, Oh, it was fine then. And it's not fine now, but it's just kind of, I think values and perspectives have changed, you know, at that yeah, point, it's when so I was easy
2: making, to get canceled now. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you never want to like, offend people.
0: Yeah. Truly, truly. It's because Gen Z are just weaker, but whatever. Um, <laughs> that's mostly a joke for those listening. If you're wondering, that is mostly a joke, but <laughs> it, it was like, it was the case that when I made a certain joke, when I was in college, that was a clear indicator of, oh, OK, he's not think, you know, that was basically the woke of the time. You know, he's not thinking about race. That's why he made that joke. But if you made that joke now, it's, oh, he's super racist. And yeah, times change your perspective on a lot of these things. So I don't know. I don't know what's ultimately right or wrong. I don't know if we're going to get to heaven and God goes, actually, you were right in high school when you stopped making those jokes. I stopped liking you, man. (laughs) You know, like, I don't think God's up there thinking.
2: It's like, you barely got to heaven, Josh. But if you would have made one more joke, canceled.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Like, I I think ultimately, especially depending on what you think about God and perspective of time, I don't think God is like only holding us to the values that we hold currently in 2020. You know, like, I feel like maybe ultimate truth, ultimate good and bad is a little bit beyond, you know, our modern culture's perspective of values, perhaps. DJ, what do you think? As the Juntime uh, group. Pirates? Yeah. That's most of what
1: I'm thinking about is Pirates of the Caribbean.
0: Yeah. So the ride was also changed again between the first and second movie of Pirates of the Caribbean. So they made the Pirates of the Caribbean movie, the first ride to get its own movie, because it was Walt's last project. So you kind of do it as an homage to Walt Disney. And it took off and it was so successful that they started including some of the characters for the movies into the ride. So that's when you start seeing Jack Sparrow show up, Barbosa, some of these other characters suddenly are in the ride that weren't there before. And if you're not me and you're not constantly looking at Disney news, you're like, when the heck did this get here? <laughs> Man, that's when that happened. They kind of did that just based off the success of the movie. So now what we have is a ride that's based off of a movie that's based off of the ride. <laughs> it's the <Ride-ception>. ultimate inception. ride <laughs> inception. Yeah. Yes. Yes. It's actually, they're pretty good too.
1: They change not – I wouldn't say it changes infrequently, you know, like yeah. that. David Jones is the waterfall guy now, and they replaced David Jones with Barbosa for Pirates 2. Yeah. 2, I think.
0: What's, only what's for funny Like too, is like... Release season. If you pay attention, you can really tell. Um, I was talking about the different kinds of robotics in, in Disney World and stuff. The older stuff that's original is the audio animatronics. But the stuff that's like Jack Sparrow and stuff that looks like super realistic, that's the autonomatronics or however you say that word. Yeah, but
2: like they even look wet with sweat. It's so yeah, impressive. You
0: could definitely tell the difference of the animatronics there if you're paying attention. I think if you're a kid, you're probably like, oh, cool, Jack Sparrow. Oh, cool, pirate. But
2: dude, those chickens like so well done. Like, I don't know if y'all remember how well done those chickens are. But I mean, man,
0: correct. Yes.
1: <laughs> yeah, they um, do. uh Johnny Depp did replace the Jack's animatronic in Disney World briefly. Yeah.
0: Yeah, no, that was funny. He for just like decided. I'm just going to walk in here today. <laughs> I so wish I would have been there for that. Pirates of the Caribbean movies are also just some of my favorite movies. But we'll talk about that another time. I think all three of us are signed up to talk about the movies one day. So
2: we'll, we we'll be back. Again? We'll talk
0: more pirates. Yeah, it's fine. I like it. Uh, but um, in spring of 2018, another major change was right. Not because of the movies, but because they decided it still was two anti-women. <laughs> they added a character named Red. I don't remember what he does, but they removed a scene. There's a scene. There was a scene in the ride before 2018 of women being sold in a bride <laughs> auction.
2: I mean, that's like very in the I time, wish, right?
0: Yeah, like that just so happened. That would be
2: so easy. I mean, we have mail order brides now, but how yeah. easy if you could just go and take your pick?
0: Yeah, yeah, but do we think so Sold as in like slavery
2: as sold as in like the nobles like are here here's like my you like, know you, like, you,
0: whoever wins gets the lady she's now his wife
2: uh yeah. like a competition
0: yeah well it, it was it was an auctioneer with a woman tied mm-hmm. up going okay oh, okay so who has 100 who has 200 you know whatever okay so pretty much, yeah. I mean, okay. pretty much slavery yeah almost pretty much but you didn't have to do slave work. You just had to do wife work,
2: right? But All I mean, the, worst, honest, the reality like, is, women in that time, out. like they pretty much got like abused and yeah, like. But you know, but even the nobles, they like almost pimp out their daughters, like yeah. to other nobles because they're trying to get the highest status yeah. marriage and whatnot. So they well, really still, didn't like, have much say even either.
0: Today, a majority of our like traditions for weddings are just based off of women as property a lot of the time like that's why parents have to pay the woman's parents are supposed to pay for the wedding air quotes is because yeah that tradition started because women was property and it was like thank you for taking this off our hands
2: yeah it was the dowry yeah,
0: yeah like it was that's different yeah
2: it's well, i'm just saying like nowadays like it's they have yeah, to pay but yeah just
0: lots of bad traditions do we think they'll ever be done trying to change this ride to accommodate for moral values of the day like will it just Honestly, always be changing <laughs>
2: I was afraid they would take away Jack Sparrow with the whole like Johnny Depp, Amber Heard type deal. I was very afraid. So I don't think they're done.
0: This is a big thing with schools right now. And Elizabeth is both, for those who didn't know, a woman and a teacher.
2: Wow. Thank you (laughs) for noticing.
0: Yeah. But I'm curious your take especially on there's a lot of conversation, not just over this, but like in in general over – what we teach in our schools like we don't want our kids to know about racism but then also it's like if we don't tell them how do we keep from making the same mistakes you know like so i'm thinking in the context of the ride it's like yet to an extent we don't want to expose our kids to having to think about like rape right but when it comes to women being sold as property like that's that's just educational that was part of the purpose so why do we take that out
2: because they don't want to offend anyone nowadays and so if they were To talk about that, like they would be like, leave that to the history teacher, but they would be very like, you know, history, like this was bad, move on type deal. You just, everyone has an opinion and point, different point of view. And the sad thing is you can't have a different opinion without arguing a lot of the time or hating someone if you have a different opinion. So even with my faith, I have to be mindful. Like I don't hide my faith. Like if my kids ask me what I did this weekend, I'll talk about church but I have to be careful, like, not to preach at them all. I mean, and which I don't do naturally yeah. to anyone. But, I mean, I can get canceled real quick.
0: Yeah. I get what you're saying. TJ, do you have any, any thoughts of, like, when it comes down to do we – should we be teaching people the history of things that we disagree with morally today? Or should we avoid some of those topics because we don't want people to think about them? I mean, I think there's a
1: place – there's definitely a time and a place to be taught the accurate history of something.
0: Mm. And you don't think Pirates of the Caribbean, right? Is it? <laughs> uh, maybe not. But yeah,
1: it's something aimed at public, you know, entertainment. Yeah. Doesn't necessarily need to be very historically accurate. That's why like a lot of big sci fi movies uh, when they get stuff wrong. The scientific community is just like, oh, you know, it's whatever it makes yeah. sense for regular people. So that's fine. Yeah.
0: Does the kind of kind of torn on it. I, I definitely see that perspective a lot where I'm like, yeah, I'm here for fun. So the right is fun. But also there is this whole thing of like, yeah, part of the original purpose of Disney when we're going back to like why Walt created these things was for education. And that's where like a lot of schools used to be able to take field trips to Disney because you could learn a lot about American history, about like pirates, all kinds of things. And the more we take that out, the more it's like...
2: People are getting canceled, like learning about the art pieces in like Rome and Europe and stuff because they're technically nude and we, we can't teach those anymore. Yeah.
0: Personally, I'm just against... Nude removing I'm I'm against removing educational value from anything, personally. But I'm not so against it that I'm like up in arms about it. (laughs) Just kind of like, yeah, I'd rather us keep things educational. You know, it was just as entertaining with that scene in and gave us an opportunity to teach children an important lesson. I'm okay with that. I don't think I would have
2: ever thought to teach my future kids. If if we (laughs) were to take that scene, it would have never like crossed my mind to be like, oh, my gosh. But, But I'm pretty chill.
0: If you used to go to a school in Florida that did a field trip to Disney, they would stop after that ride and teach you about the history of how women were treated and that kind of culture. And now that opportunity isn't there. And I kind of find that sad. But you just go I'm to the history of presidents. Yeah, that's true. Just go to the Hall of Presidents. It's fine. That ain't yeah, no the wrong. The Hall Disney of President,
2: rich. not the um,
0: <laughs> So there are five different versions of this ride. We mentioned this a little bit earlier. Um, Callow... I'm just going to read off some, some facts about them. Shanghai's is the only one that's a completely different ride. It has a different name, and it's the only one based off of the movies. So it's wow. Price of the Caribbean, Battle f- for Sunken Treasure. Um, it's also an entire different mechanic. It's a different type of boat, everything. Um, if you get the chance, go on YouTube, watch through the ride of that. It's cool. It's super yeah. cool. I it's, really wish I could ride it. Yeah, It's the only one that's not a dark ride. Yeah, that too. Yeah. But I like the dark ride. It's a good vibe. Yeah. And it's the longest, I think. I, yeah, I think, I think so, if I'm remembering right. Um, Florida is the shortest of them, Paris. But California and Paris Disneyland are the only ones that have two drops, which was the original plan. Um, for you don't know, the way the, the ride is supposed to be, you start off in New Orleans, you get in your boat, and you start traveling through time. That's where you see like the skeletons, then it becomes pirates. It wasn't originally because the pirates stole gold and became skeletons. Originally, it was... Because you were going through time, you know, they were fossils, and then we're back to where they're still alive. And the drop down was a drop into the past, and you fell up a waterfall at the end. You would fall, and then it was like a whole optical illusion kind of thing, and you'd end up back at the top afterwards. And you were back in our time, which is why there was two drops. So California and Paris are the only ones that actually have those two drops, part of the original design. Um, Florida is the only one that doesn't have a restaurant, and it's also the shortest.
2: Boo, a man. restaurant yeah huh, you could at least food. give us that <laughs> yeah
0: yeah um yeah california and paris also you get to ride all the way back to the exit they're the only ones you get to do that in um the ride happens in reverse order in paris yeah the california one if you watch it in reverse that's what it's like in paris <laughs> i don't makes know why sense. they did that but they did i feel
2: like that makes sense for paris yeah, sure sure yeah
0: um <laughs> and Florida is the only one that's a Spanish fort, which if you didn't know, it's because the Spanish greatly occupied the state of Florida back in historical times, etc. might be slightly confusing when they make that new Orleans square though. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Still cool. I think, I think that's the only cool difference about the Florida one. Um, but yeah, what we talked about, like the purpose of this ride, some of the educational value, all of that kind of stuff. Um, what I wanted to talk a little bit more on before we wrap this up though what is it – what do you think it is about this ride, about the music? You know, original song here, fantastic. Mm-hmm. What is it about the song and the ride that really draws people into this experience?
1: I think at their core, everybody loves a good round, and I think Yo-Ho is a great round. True. Yeah. You know, Yo-Ho, then somebody <laughs> else starts.
0: Yeah. Yeah. But also, these pirates are still portrayed as, like, terrible humans. So. <laughs> So, Peg, why why are we pulled into this attraction where we see terrible humans being terrible?
2: I mean, I feel like pirates are just big bullies. You know what I mean? So, who can't relate to being a bully <laughs> at one time? I don't know. Me. I <laughs> was always I mean, the loser. Just fun. We like we like boats. We like singing. We like dark things. I mean, what's not to like about this ride?
0: Yeah, true. Well. My answer sets me up for the for the final question. Okay. <laughs> um, it's why I've always loved pirates, I think. Pirates in a way represent a lot of what we think of with like American values, but it's like it represents freedom. You know, Jack Sparrow has that whole line in the movie of the black pearl is freedom, all this stuff. And it is because like especially if you like study pirate history, so often your pirate crew is made up of people who are slaves who didn't want to be slaves anymore, so they joined a pirate crew. You know, women who were tired of being treated the way they were. So, you know what? They stole a ship, became pirates. Why not? So, a lot of the people on these ships or, you know, you were part of the Queen's Army and what your values and stances changed. So, they said, you know what? He's a pirate now. Go kill him. Yeah. So, you just live up to the pirate name because why wouldn't you? You don't want to die. You know, your religion was deemed incorrect by your country. You're out at sea when the decision was made. So, what do you do? Do you go home and get executed or do you become a pirate? You become a pirate. So, like a lot of pirate culture, pirate history is actually does revolve around this idea of freedom in a time that was incredibly oppressive. Um, and, and, you know, the whole reason pirates had to do with rum is different countries in Europe outlawed rum. Why? Because it tasted better than whiskey. And they were afraid it was going to hurt their own profits. So the church was like, you know what? Rum is sinful, but whiskey's not. Amen. And pirates said, that's stupid. We'll get you your rum. <laughs> and that's where you have uh, Captain Morgan setting up an entire. Empire at Tortuga. Whole different story. I love Captain Morgan. He's so cool. Um, But that's where, to me, I love that aspect just because it's like, you know, when we're the most oppressive, you know, again, that Pirates of the Caribbean line of sometimes the right act is piracy (laughs) when the when the government is evil Sometimes the right thing to do is to go against the government. And I think that's just something that like when you think about like Western outlaw movies, like I feel like there's something that we all connect with there that we like this idea of being the good guys in the face of a multitude of bad guys. You know, being on the narrow path as opposed to the broad path that ever leads to hell kind of thing. Right. And I don't. Know, I, I think what it comes to, though, is when we're thinking of standing in for freedom, what is the difference? I'm going throw this to TJ because I know he has a good answer for this. It's probably short. What's the difference between freedom and anarchy?
1: There is no difference.
0: I don't know if I, I don't know if I love that. Elizabeth, do you have anything?
2: No. Nah.
0: I, I would. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go to my favorite Bible verse, Galatians five one. Yeah, Um, where it said that it is for freedom. He set us free. And if you read the verses before that, at the end of Galatians 4, what Paul's writing about, he says you can be a slave to the law, a slave to rules and just trying to live correctly. But you also can be a slave to sin. So we're thinking about this ride. What's portrayed in this ride are people who are drunks, who are a slave to drunkenness. We're talking about that after the show on our Captivate Only episode. So, you know, subscribe maybe. But – what you see is these people who are actually in the ride are slave to drunkenness or are slave to this sinful lifestyle. That's like, aren't great people. And to me, I think that's the difference. I don't think anarchy is freedom. I think anarchy is getting so consumed with your own passions and desires that you ignore any structure that allows other people to live well too. And I think it actually ultimately leads to sinful lifestyles that leads to death. And I think that's where I would put it. I think real freedom has boundaries, mm-hmm. which yeah. makes it, not freedom. You know, depends who you ask. I think that counts. I still think freedom I think with if limits. If you're is not setting freedom. your own boundaries within your own spirit and soul based off of how you're being led, I, I think, you know, I think that's still freedom. Sure. But I think if someone else is setting your freedom and you're being taxed without representation, then I think it's no longer freedom. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: So, but if everyone has self imposed orders and no one is telling you what they are, that is anarchy.
0: Hmm. Could be. That sounds that sounds correct. Yeah, I think I think there still has to be a difference between the two. Listeners, if you know what the difference is, let us know. Um, Personally, I think that you have to have some law or else. I think anarchy imposes on freedom because if you have no laws, then you are just fully able to restrict all of my freedom. Anarchy is only freedom for some for the powerful, basically. Like cap. Yeah. Anyway. You guys, let us know. What do you think? What is the difference between anarchy and freedom? Um, Because I don't think that Christ died so that we could have anarchy and live in anarchy more abundantly. I do think Christ died for our freedom. Please let me know what the difference is because this is killing me. (laughs)
2: I thought he died for our sins. So we're free in him. So what is that?
0: Spiritual freedom. Well, the verse says it is for freedom he set us free, not it is to release us from sin.
2: But what do you define as? That's a whole nother episode. What do you define as sin? What do you define as freedom?
1: Uh, Sin is the final antagonist of Final Fantasy X. Thank you very much.
2: Thank Mm, you.
0: Correct. Christ died so that we could beat Final Fantasy X. -hmm. And with that, we're going to wrap this one up. (laughs) Um. If you if you haven't yet, subscribe to our show on Captivate or on Patreon, um, or on the Amazon Ministries Network channel on Apple Podcast. Uh, we're we're gonna do one last question at the end here, talking about drunkenness as opposed to getting drunk. You know, relevant to some of the pirate lifestyle and the yo ho yo ho pirate's life for me, um, yo name, all that stuff. <laughs> yes, DJ, please. Could you finish the song on the didgeridoo? No. Also, can you play the song on the didgeridoo? No, you know sort of. On. okay anyway with that we're all going to leave with one recommendation um here since we're talking about pirates of the caribbean i'm going to do a recommendation i've done several times before because i just desperately want people to read it and hear about how cool captain henry morgan was his religious background and his empire that he built on tortuga so empire of blue water check it out it's a fantastic book good read pangalingan you have a recommendation I mean, for people
2: i feel like everyone should just Throw on the Disney playlist of Spotify, Pandora, and just, like, have the best day of your life. That's my recommendation to you guys. Just sing it out loud. Mm, Specifically, Hercules.
0: Yes. I second that. TJ.
2: I'm
1: going to say I I recommend you check out the Uncharted series. I know the PS4 came out. Everybody got Uncharted 4 for free. Dust that off. Play it. Then play the better games. Uh, You know. You play me in that game, so it's you got to check it out. It's about Francis Drake, loosely. <laughs> it's about Nathan Drake, but he's Francis Drake's great great
0: great grandson. It's a yeah. good series, fun action yeah, I didn't realize games. that at all until I saw the movie. Tom Holland the movie was okay. Mm-hmm. I didn't dislike it. Yeah. All right, guys. Well, with that. We, we're about to bid you farewell, but before we do, we're going to ask that you go over, rate, and review us on Spotify or Apple Podcast, Or, of course, if you have a little extra time, preferably go to Podchaser. It takes like two seconds go to the website, rank us there. It really helps the algorithm and people know more about our show if you do that. Um, you can also go to our Captivate website. It's going to be in the show link to leave a one-time tip. And remember, we're all the chosen people, a geekdom of priests.